You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. He is on mm. rise and shine. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. I'm just so sick of them. This is the Darren Green Show. What up, I'm Darren Green. And it's Prince Derek Dahl. And you're listening to The The Darren Darren Green Green Show. Show. If this is the first time you're hearing our voices, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And as always, follow us, or follow me rather, at TDGS Official on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow... You can follow me at The Derek Dahl on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Okay. And we have a guest. We do. Today, we have the pleasure of having James Davis with us, who's also a co-host of Queered Millennial, the web talk show that I'm a part of. Welcome, James. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hey. Someone they can find you real quick. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram, um, Vices Virtues. And you can find me on Twitter as well, Vices underscore Virtues. Awesome. And on Facebook, James Davis. Great, great, great. Well, welcome to the conversation today. So we're going to jump right into it. So how was your weekend, Dan? Mm. Okay, so I went back home this weekend, I guess, to hibernate. Okay. <laughs> from the school because no it, it gets it, look I, there's times I'm like I gotta get out this damn dormitory I gotta get out this damn area the city mm-hmm. I mean I like Dirty City but it's just I, I be needing time for myself and I went home to some bad company child yeah. bad company <laughs> bad company child bad tell company. me tell me all about that look just some old people that I or <laughs> Like old as an old or like former Just friends? Not old, but former friends that I knew from my high school. And, you know, we've eh, kind of, we came back together for a little reunion and it just wasn't in the cards, I guess. It was just, it, just, hmm. it was a sign that, you know, I need to. That you outgrew them? Yeah. It happens like that. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, and I thought, I'm like, is it me? Like when people just do not change. Some people change. Some people are, some people are stagnant mm-hmm. and grow mm-hmm. at different speeds. Right. So it's very possible that you outgrew them or that their interests aren't the same anymore or that the relationship Yeah. Were you did you keep in contact with them while you were here at school or uh, you kind of a lot yeah. of contact? Cuz one cuz there's two of them. One uh wasn't from here. Well, he was from here but he moved away from our hometown and he was coming back for the weekend and that's he's kind of like the glue to all of this cuz you know, when I come back home, I don't really see the other one. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So this is a friend of a friend. We all were kind of friends in high school, but we kind of like drifted apart after graduation. Mm-hmm. You know how that goes. Right. Okay. But yeah, nevertheless, it just wasn't good company. It just, it, it was a whole lot of issues going on. I didn't want to put their businesses on my show. You get what I'm saying? Cause right. 
you know, confidentiality. They ain't um, signed no. We ain't signed no waiver. <laughs> sure didn't. <laughs> Period. But what's T says? <laughs> all right, let's, let's, let's not be messy now. If you want to okay, all right, all right. They're not gonna listen to it anyway. Um, because that's, uh, that's, that's the shade. See, that's not real friends. Because mm-hmm. they were your real friends. They would. They'd, they'd be, be like, listen to your bitch, show. What you say about me on your show? But mm-hmm. I bet you, I'm not gonna get this text message. Not okay, word. so one of them. Okay, so one of them has a little <laughs> bit of a drinking problem, right? And oh, okay. Well, we're going there. Kind of, well, well, we're going, we're well, there. well. Let's, look, let's get to it. <laughs> you told me to say it. Hey, let's go. <laughs> okay. Ooh, child. Mm. All right. So basically, um, when I come, when I see hang out with this person, and I'm not going to be not to be that rude, but you always have that person that you hang out with that is the turn up person. Right. right. So every time we see each other, we do drink, and I've noticed that things have been going south sometimes, and when we all three of us got together, and you know. Liquor was drunk, and things was said, you know, out of confidence and stuff like that. I was kind of to blame, you know. Oh, why did you give her liquor? Or, or I'm like, she a grown ass woman, right? Like, I, I shouldn't be accountable for that, right? No. Like, if somebody tries the wall, and we we out here, you know, we grown. You know what I'm saying? I held my liquor. I was just as drunk as she was. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I was fine. But she tried to blame me for something. I'm, no, no, I'm, the it, other one, just, the other one, because it's like, but you bought, but you bought the liquor. I'm oh, like, you bought the liquor, and the other person drank it, so it's your fault. Are they under age? No, she older than me. Oh, oh, <laughs> I don't understand the problem. That's what I'm saying. Don't transfer your. So that's why I had to say, like, when when people was getting dropped off, I was like, okay, I didn't want to make it seem like it was an issue because because mm-hmm. you kind of made it seem like that when we was in the car and she was wilding, like, oh, well, you were the one that brought the liquor. Like, I was like, okay, I get it. You can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink yeah. all the vodka. Oh. And that's on period. Period, poo. But see, even when I tried to explain myself, he wasn't at that point. He wasn't even trying to talk. That's like, where you fucked up at. What? <laughs> I'm not explaining <laughs> Damn. shit. No, I wasn't trying. To, <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, wait. I wasn't trying to explain Damn. to be like, look, Absolutely please not. don't be mad at me. But I was just like, well, look. I mean, hey, this is what we regularly do. She started wilding. I don't know what the hell happened because we was drinking. We was fine, cool, collected, talking outside. We got into the car and we started going because we started going places because we was waiting on him to pick us up. She was like, oh, my God. I'm like, girl, what's going on? Like, you was not acting like this before you got in the car. Sis was drunk and triggered. That's all. Yep. It happened. Yeah, because they have issues. Oh, between the two of them. Mm-hmm. They had nothing and to do I'm with you. And I'm the glue. They had nothing to do with you. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I, don't yeah. deflect it on me. Mm-hmm. That's got, one of those moments where you got to sit back and just eat your popcorn. Right, and get the hell out of my car. Good night. Right, period. <laughs> so I'm like, next time we drinking 3%. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be wine coolers. We be okay. the wine coolers, okay? Because what you're not gonna do is stress me the fuck out. Absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. And then I got more stressed out coming back here, and I'm about to come for uh, NJ Transit for a little bit right now because you know what. You know them, and y'all from Jersey, y'all know about the NJ Transit. You it's, know the, it's well overdue at this point. Yeah. Read their eyes out. Mm. Period. Okay, so you know the train that you get on, not the one that has that's two that has two floors. It's the one, it's the regular old one that yeah. they still be using. Mm-hmm. I got on that to get back to um to Newark, right? Because that's where I get off at. Okay. But there was so many people in the goddamn train that I couldn't even get out, and I had to get out when I went to New York. I had to go all the way to New York to get out of the train. To get out of the train, it was that crowded. Your feet don't work. That's wrong. There were so many people walking in. I couldn't even bogart my way out. Mm. Yeah, no, they have they have to be able to allow you to get off because that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. They letting too many people on the damn train. So when I got to New York, and I have to mentally prepare myself when I go to that damn city because you know I don't go out there that much. So I got to be like, all right, I got nowhere to go. Take it. 
child, I was going through it. I had my bags with me. I had deter. I had like detergent for my clothes because I was bringing stuff with me. I'm over here trying to find to go to the damn WTC building, the World Trade Center building, and bitch, that damn pathway was closed. I had to take the damn ferry. Mm. And it all goes back to NZ Transit. Like, what y'all doing using them old ass trains? I well, love it when they use the two floor ones because I mean that fits everybody. What's up with that? Forgive me, y'all. I just feel a little like I can. Oh Lord. <laughs> I'm on my Androcycle, and so I'm sweating a lot lately, and I feel like I smell like a man. So I'm just gotta get myself together real quick. But yeah, I'm um, sick and tired of you. I'm mm. tired of me too. <laughs> Whew. Um, yeah, NJ Transit is is a mess. But trash. Um, there. I think they're supposed to be doing like some repairs and like upgrades. So I would hope so. It'll take a while though. You know how that goes. Mm. They, well, they about to be like the scepter. Oh, well, our weekend was kind of our yeah. weekend was kind of lit, and I say our because me and James had the privilege of co-parenting this mm. weekend for work. <sighs> we spent the weekend in the Poconos mm. with a few of our clients and coworkers doing um, a street smart street smart retreat, which is like a um, offsite intervention. Yeah, yeah, and it we had an amazing time. Like, I feel like I learned so much about myself just being there as an emotional support for other people. Right. But it was an amazing, amazing time. Hashtag fuck them kids. There was some. Mm-hmm. There were many great <laughs> right. highlights. Right. Even they say it. So it's it's like, it was great. I just feel like um, being in the service field that we're in, there are so many young people that um, really just need people to talk to. You know about the issues and, and situations that they're they're going through, and in this this world where you know social media has its own little thing, or when you can find your your in crowd basically anywhere there are Mm -hmm. still so many people who don't feel a part of something Mm -hmm. you know and um it really opened my eyes this weekend that i get a i get the privilege of being someone that can bring other people in huh that's cool you gotta invite me back in gotta invite you back in oh sure Uh um but yeah oh there you go so yeah, that's what that's what I did this weekend and slept yesterday all day. Mm. Woke up last night to my fucking food being thrown in the goddamn trash. Oh no. I'm trying this whole housemate situation thing, but I just I'm annoyed. Like I told you, you're better than me because I was spurring kick somebody down them four <laughs> stairs real I'm just, quick. I'm so annoyed, like, <laughs> like get the fuck out. Right. ASAP <laughs> after this shit. Like <laughs> my God, like but it was an accident. She's she's the new housemate. Okay. And she asked another person about stuff that was in the fridge. One of the girls that lives downstairs kind of abandoned their apartment. So the other was like, yeah, that's all that's all her stuff. Mm. So she basically just threw everything away, mm-hmm. not knowing that I just went food shopping last week oh, and no. bought stuff mm. and put it in there. So I came back, I walked out, and it was like 1130 at night. I had literally just woken up. And I walked in the kitchen. I was like, oh. I'd have been there like Tanisha. I opened the fridge and I was like, oh, this is clean. <laughs> this is too fucking clean. What the fuck is going on? What? <laughs> I'm like, what is go-? I was like, you know, it's not even your fault. It's not even good. Look, honey. It's not your fault. I made me some damn eggs before I was frying pork chops after midnight last night. <laughs> I was so mad. Mm. But God is good. I was like, you know, let me think about the positive. At least I have have a place to lay my head down and a place to store my food. Let me not complain. It's like last week was my champagne. This week is my food. Next week is me kicking somebody down the steps. Mm-hmm. Period, poo. <sighs> and James, anything else special about yours? Um, aside from this weekend, not really. I got home, I slept, and I slept. 
that's really the best thing I can say because I was tired that weekend. Man, listen, when we came up with Fuck Them Kids, it was really Fuck Them Kids. Like, <laughs> I need a break, bitch. <laughs> this mm. just confirmed the fact that I'm not ready for parenthood yet. You don't think so? Not yet. But these were adult kids, though. It's I know, different. and that's the crazy thing about Can it. Can you imagine having children? Ch- oh, yeah. How children, old children. Everyone was uh, above 18, right? Oh, yeah. they were like, like high school. Well, they, well, ni- uh, 19 was the youngest. Yeah. 19 to like 20, 24, 25. Yeah, 19, oh, I mean, 24. that's that's good. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like I'm around that age and I kind of could relate to them in some sort of way. I, yeah, you well, could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely no kids. I can't stand kids. Like... You can't stand kids? I cannot stand kids. Like, my aunt's children, child, because I went home and I was with my mom, and, you know, she, how I was talking to her, how she watches them on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Right. Ugh. I'm just like. That's your child, that's your child, um, your better, contraceptive. I'm like, you better than me, mom. <laughs> it's also because I'm the only child, so I never had to really dealt with anybody. Oh, yeah. Mm. So that's, well, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can say a lot of only kids are like that. Only children. Yeah, because it, it works out. It works out that way because they don't really have that um, experience of being around other kids mm-hmm. like that twenty four seven. Whereas people who are like older siblings or have siblings have to deal with shared yeah. shared responsibility, shared time, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think we should probably just pop right on into. Our hot topics. Yes. Oh right. Yes. Um, I did want to talk about. You didn't see the Joker yet. Oh, I have not. You I haven't seen it? Okay. See I was in that, but I ain't seen it yet. Yes. Um, but we'll talk about that later then. Did you see it? I was supposed to go see it. Let's go see it. Let's go see it today. We should. We're going to go see it today. Yeah. So okay. you saw it already, didn't you? I did see it already. So we're going to talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Period. All right. Well, um, I did watch uh, E! True Hollywood Story. That's like their new show that they're doing on E! That's talking about certain things. Well, they brought that back. In a, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was already a thing before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a thing. Oh, he, wow. he was known. Before the Kardashians came. And colonized it. And colonized <laughs> it. Right. And colonized okay. it. Right. E! True Hollywood Stories yeah. was kind of like VH1's behind the music. Okay. And this ep- uh, episode was talking about female rappers, and it mm-hmm. talked about how it started from, I believe, what, Salt and Pepper were the first to kind of do it, and... Well, they were the first to kind of... They were, kind of, to... to they, that's what they already... Mm. Well, that's what they... That's what they. That's betrayed. where they started. They started yeah. with salt and pepper. They started with salt and pepper. Yeah, that's what the show did. Mm, and facts. they right. <laughs> you said salt and facts. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I'm like, first mm-hmm. of all, if you start any documentary or any any expose uh, about female rap, mm-hmm. and you don't start with Roxanne Shante, yeah, like. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. They didn't lost even me. bring her up, and I was like, "When are they gonna do that?" They never did. Y'all can't, wow, y'all can't, y'all cannot erase. You can't. But like, she wasn't. She never had history. Yeah, she never had what? She never did like had mainstream or commercial success. Yes, and that's that's what they were going by. So white people produce this. Oh, of course. I mean, probably. it's E. Yeah. P- period. That's that's that's. <sighs> anyway, I'm already tired. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I thought it was good. They went around. They when they start when they started at Salt and Pepper, they went around to all the female rappers afterwards. Um, MC Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. They talked. They talked about Lil Kim, her era, how she started. You know, the sex appeal right. with um, female rappers. Okay. Then I just didn't like how they kind of like talked about Nicki for like three seconds and then went straight to Cardi, which. You know, we have to understand there was a big gap in female rap, and I know I've said this on this podcast, I'm beating it like a dead horse, but y'all need to give her her tens, because she's been, I mean, she's literally did it for 10 years, and then they talked about it for like, what, two minutes? Yeah. Other girls had a whole section. Well, this is one thing that we do know for sure, is mm. that it doesn't matter how long they talk about her, you can't talk about female rap without talking about Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Because, you know, for for... 10 years she held it down and people say that she did it by herself even though there were other girls that were still rapping like Mm -hmm. when I think of Nikki I think about the class she was in with like the Iggy Azaleas the Azalea Banks Mm -hmm. you know she came in um, and Missy was still active then when when Nikki dropped Um, you had people like Shauna um, oh yeah you know so I mean there were (laughs) (laughs) there were other female rappers they just did. They weren't able yeah. to have that. They didn't have that impact. crossover success. Mm-hmm. They didn't have crossover success or mainstream success because Nikki came in, and she brought something different. Now, oh, everybody yeah. say, "Well, she was just a little Kim clone." Okay, y'all talking about wigs and a look. Nikki was known way before she started going with the Barbie route. Like if you listen to her mixtapes and uh, and stuff she was putting on MySpace, Nikki was known because she could rap. Nikki could write and she could spit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know she was able to compete and hang with the boys and that's what made yeah. her you know such a um she the, it instantly made her the top dollar uh the top bill girl it because made her heavyweight right because she can write for herself mm-hmm. and you don't have to you don't have to create something for her and tell her how to you don't have to put a gun to her head in right. the studio for her to rap no shade no tea but that's happened to some like, of the girls like I'm not even gonna lie like I'm not even a big fan of Nikki but I do give her her props for what mm-hmm. she has done for that for that for that realm of rap yeah like it was not many people who are able to reach mainstream audiences like she was like she was mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was interesting yeah. i said on twitter last night nikki woke the world up to female rap right when the other girls had already put them to sleep the local girls and i say local girls i mean the ones who mm-hmm. haven't had a world tour take it however you want to take it I'm just saying, Nikki was able to do it, and she did it well, so that these new girls can do it. And she said in her music that, you know, me taking a meeting and me making the, taking these W's is going to open the doors for females to win again. And, and you see it. You see it now. So yeah. it doesn't matter if they give her a tans or if she's appreciated now. I know that in 10 years, when yeah. you look and you see the hip-hop charts, and you've got four, five, six female rappers in the top 10. Mm-hmm. When you took a look at their influences and you see how their careers are patterned, mm-hmm. you're going to have to say thank you to you Nicki know, Minaj. You, you're going to have to. Another thing they said in there that kind of annoyed me, well, it was like the fact that, okay, the media kind of started the whole trend of pitting female rappers against each other. They did it with Kim and I believe Foxy mm-hmm. and a slew mm-hmm. of others as well. But I'm just like, I'm looking at E like, yeah, but y'all is a part of that. But even that's old. Rock, y'all never heard of the Roxanne Wars? Oh yeah, like she came yeah, out. These actual she was, producers she was, that was. I seen that Netflix story, and it they actually put them together to do a whole diss rec song on the same like, song. Yeah, like yep. it's, yes, it's like motorsport, but mm-hmm. twenty years earlier. But I'm like, and when I'm watching this, I'm like, so what's the solution to this? 
So what can we do? Because apparently, or unless we just, uh, I guess this is going to keep on happening. It's the culture. It's battle rap. I think Sam it's annoying, though. Because it's, it's, like, culture, it's not like that with men, The difference though. is, yes, it is. Not as ma- at that, that magnitude. What are you talking about? Biggie and Tupac was a real thing. And like the the hit the, the history of, of of hip-hop yes it was an art form or mm-hmm. rapping is an art form it is an opportunity for people to tell their stories to music yeah but you also have a thing like the hip-hop battles like battle rappers they used to diss each other all the time there used to be events they still have them where it's literally battle rap yeah and we'll say you can say anything you want to yeah. on this stage but don't take it personal. This is just, this is part of the art form. There's no, you know. Okay. The problem is when they took it off of the record. Mm-hmm. And now this is a personal attack against you as a person. Mm-hmm. Now I'm making it personal. Nikki's thing is, you, you get in a battle with me, you're, we're both going to make money because she's going to make a song about it. Only difference is, mine is going to hit the charts. Yours is going to hit PayPal. Oh, There's shit. a difference, and you when know that, what? <laughs> but that was real life, though. That was real life, and even ten years later, it's proven true. You saw the, you saw the results. Go off. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, Love. but that's part of the culture. And I, when they bring up Cardi B, yeah, it's like when I think about Cardi. Cardi, I used to listen to her mixtapes, and mm. I remember seeing her on on Love and Hip Hop. I think she's gonna be a great artist if they package her correctly. The whole beef with Nicki Minaj, I feel like she could have come in a different way. I feel like Cardi and Nicki could have had that same kind of chemistry that Cardi yeah. has, I mean, that uh, Nicki has with Meg The Stallion. I think that would have been a beautiful moment because it would have been so different than how Nicki was brought in. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just didn't happen that way. It didn't. It, didn't I was so, I was, it was so unfortunate, though. And I, I wish, you know, the documentary kind of brush past that they was mm-hmm. like oh yeah the Harper's Bazaar yeah that situation happened but yeah this I'm like wait a minute that was a big moment in pop culture like this bitch threw a whole shoe a whole a shoe. shoe at an icon <laughs> can you imagine Nick, can you imagine Nicki Minaj throwing a shoe at Lil' Kim and I was so she mad she would be cancelled I, I feel, was so freaking pissed I feel as though <laughs> as you as you mentioned it was mm-hmm. um, media driven but I also feel as though with, because of how social media has become so part of the culture now has mm-hmm. been also social media driven as well. The fans oh. play a big role in it. That's true, and it could mm-hmm. be it could be toxic at times. Like for for some people who are like music lovers, just who don't care about the standums and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it could be really hard because it's like you want to have a conversation with people about music because you're just a universal lover of music and of rap and of hip hop and stuff like that. But when it's completely biased at times, it could be really draining to have a conversation yes. with them. Especially listening to it on, on people's shows and podcasts and stuff like that when they're biased towards certain views. Me. That wasn't shade towards <laughs> you. <laughs> well, you're not, I don't think you're biased. You're not. You're, you're, you're fair when it comes to yeah. it. Yeah. I try to be. I ain't delusional, though. Some of these people be delusional. Who said you was biased? Well, I mean, I do have my bias. I'm I'm honest about that. I do okay. have artists that I favor more than other artists mm-hmm. because I stand talent. Okay, respect that. I stand talent, and that's it. All right. So <laughs> the E True Hollywood stories. I watched it on Twitter last night. Are oh, you watching on? Ooh, <laughs> ain't giving them ratings. Okay, right. No, um, and I think that it was good that they had such a dive. oh, you know what was the funniest thing but. was the brat the brat's um little clipper segment and um 
If you haven't seen it, just go watch it. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna say just go watch it, y'all. That little commentary was like, mm, okay, girl. Which one? Which part? Oh, oh when I, she I ain't about- had this, you know, to get to where I'm at. I'm like, okay. Yeah, she oh, was shit. the brat brought life to that documentary last night. <laughs> Cause I was kept watching the clips. And I'm they like, snubbed my girl. They really snubbed her. Who? Iggy. Iggy, oh, Iggy wasn't in it? Oh, Iggy. Neither was Remy. Mihal. But she had the longest running number one of the female artists. Had. Was Lizzo in it? Lizzo didn't. She didn't make that yet. Lizzo was featured in it. We seen her, but they didn't say her name. Oh. But um, but that's talk that, I mean, come on. And a lot of people are saying this, too. I'm like, is Lizzo a rapper? She's a rapper. Yeah. Have you heard Good As Hell? She's rapping in that. Good she's rapping as like hell. The, that's she, singing. She's but that's a, she's saying the chorus, but she raps during the song. Now listen, she raps just because she's know. she's doing this. She's doing pop just like like Nicki did. Her pop songs just but are more Nikki successful. Nicki came in heavily with rap, and right? Then as a hip hop as a hip hop artist, yes. Right. Lizzo is multi talented. Okay, well, yeah. Girl I mean, is on stage twerking and playing a flute. Twerking, playing a flute, rapping and singing. Look, I'm not trying to take nothing from Lizzo. Like, shout out to Lizzo. They, they can call her whatever they want to call her. Shout out to her. And I hope she breaks that Iggy Azalea uh, record. I think she did, though, didn't she? I don't think she did yet. That would have been a big it's thing. It's not number one still? It's still... Well, I think it's within the top five, I think. I'm not sure. Oh, it's dropped for number one? Oh, no. I'm not sure. Well, who number one, please? Because they're pushing, they're pushing good as hell right now. Because every, t- every time we got in the car Yo, that was this crazy. weekend, <laughs> that song was playing. Every time we got in the car. Good as hell. That's an old song. Hey, that song Tom, came out take my nails. Yes. And I love it. I love it. Look, shoot. I love that song. Who, who number one right now? Oh, they done changed the damn website on Billboard. Highest in the in the room, Travis Scott. That song, no. Uh, True First is number two. True okay. First just dropped to number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. It got topped by a Travis Scott song. That that was ooh. I, mm, I'm I'm over it. I was streaming that song all weekend though. That's my shit. I ain't gonna lie, but I'm like mm, number one. Where mm. um who bought them a concert ticket? Is go off on there? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't, you know, go off ain't go That's off a like hard no. <laughs> number three hundred. Look at the top two hundred. I just want to see if there's an album top on there. There's top an album I'm looking for. Ain't Lil Kim ain't nowhere on these charts. She sold a thousand. <laughs> no, they said under a thousand. Under you, a thousand. I'm, I'm not playing with y'all. Y'all nothing to tell me that you nothing to tell me that the legend, the Lil legend. Kim. Who just had a whole reality show, <laughs> who just got a whole I Am Hip Hop Award, who's been like touring clubs for the past four months. Y'all not finna tell me that she dropped a Ooh. whole album and it went double plexiglass. Y'all not telling me that. So what's up with y'all little Kim fans? Why not buying no albums? Because they were too busy being on social media arguing with the barbs. Arguing with them damn barbs and, I, and y'all saying that's the same thing to us because we ain't buying the damn everybody, album. Everybody just arguing. Mm-mm-mm. Go buy some damn it. Go stream some shit. I'm so sick of y'all. But wait, can these some of these people afford the streaming services? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about what people can afford. Well, if I you're sleep a student, you can get Apple Music for $4.99 a month. <laughs> I mean, your, your air mattress is structured. <laughs> it is structured. I do have a bed frame. No, because that's because people be trying to get title and be all uppity getting title. Fuck <laughs> title. Title. Title costs too much. Right. That's like, what, $12 a, a month? It's more than Netflix. I'm not doing it. Yeah. That's like a gym membership. It is. And I don't go there. Oh, I'm about to quit Netflix, y'all, get Disney Stream. I did see they have a lot of six ninety nine, six ninety nine, and for that amount, oh yes, mm. Mm. 
I'm Netflix to, about to be done. I might have to diddy bop over to Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm not even going front. Right. You know what might be me? Let me borrow your password real quick. <laughs> 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 they got free trials over there. Let me right. sample this for a year. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then moving on next, we've got a, interesting, a very, very, very interesting hot topic today. So I call this Damn Gina. Oh, my God. So uh, Gina Rodriguez records herself rapping the N-word to the Fugees on Instagram Live last week. Mm. And the entire last week was just a whole bunch of people talking about, you know, can she say the N-word? Can Latin say the N-word in general? And I don't know. She had a backhanded apology. Um, It was very flippant. Yeah. Was it? I feel like she did that because, you know, how everybody's so sensitive now, you know, and I guess some people can be rightfully so, but mm-hmm. it was like, look, I grew up saying this word. You niggas need to relax. <laughs> Could you that's imagine what, if that's she what, actually put that into the apology? Like, she probably said that behind closed doors. Like, but, that's what mm-hmm. I felt the apology gave. It was like, all right, well, I know y'all are probably offended. I apologize to those who I offended. Mm-hmm. You niggas tried it, and um, <laughs> I will definitely not. I will definitely not say the n word on camera ever again. Mm, but behind closed doors, I will say it. I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want to say. Lord, geez. like every like everybody else. Yeah. Now think about now chew on that. But it also brought up a great um, conversation on Twitter and on social media about, um, you know, is is. Is the N word when when it's coming out of the mouth of people who are either racially ambiguous, mixed, uh, or you know, label themselves as Latinx, mm-hmm. which some of them don't equate to being black, right? right? Is it okay for them to use that word, even though now this is the word, this is a phrase she used. She said "community of color." So for people of color. Hmm. Is nigga a word for everyone that's considered a, a person? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. Of color to you, absolutely not. Or is this specifically for Black Americans? I would say Black. Uh, see, you give me those options. Mm-hmm. Like, what about just Black people in general? Like, well, I guess that would Black be pers- Britain, Black. You know, that's a black- person of color, right? That's a person of color, technically. If you're black and you're from Germany, you're 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 an Afro German. Afro German, he could say the N word. Okay, if you were ra- born and raised in Germany, you can say the N word. What? Well, see, they wouldn't because they're okay. They was born and raised in there. Okay, well then, fine. Black Americans. Then the only way they would know about the word is that they knew about it through pop culture. Right. So that means that they well, listen what, to rap. Well, damn. Music. Well, shit. Twenty One Savage. Should he, should he not be saying the N word? I don't know. Should he? 
Oof. Hmm. That leads us to this nice little game that I've devised for oh us. Oh, Lord. Hell. Yes. <laughs> we about to play nigga, please. All right. So I'm going to drop a name and um, you tell me if they can say the N-word or not. Mm. And how you would feel about hearing them say the N-word. So the first person we're going to say is Evelyn Lozada, who is Puerto Rican. After all this fiasco, no, she can't say it at this point. Why? After the whole black monkey thing and the racist thing? Yeah, because I feel like now you kind of disrespectful to the culture that you're trying to claim in some way. Yeah, I don't. I had to ponder on that one. I don't think you should say the n word. No, you don't think Evelyn Lozada should be able to say niggas. No. Okay. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I had to ponder on that one for a good while, and I don't think she has that right anymore. Mm Hmm. She lost it. She lost yeah. it. She take lost it right, her nigga card. <laughs> oh damn! She dragged Toji, called a with the orangutan thing. Come yeah, on now. That mm-hmm. was a lot. Okay. All right. So for Evelyn, I think it's a no. What about Tatiana Ali? Ashley Banks. She's um, of Trinidadian and Afro Panamanian descent. Okay. Yeah, she could say yes. it. Like she. Could, yeah. She could say it. Okay. Because. What's the difference in her and, and Evelyn? Look, okay, and I'm gonna just say this real quick. Is it because she's American? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, and she's black too. She's black. She's not in the Latin. I feel like people that are Latin, and not to be rude to my Latin listeners, I love y'all. Um, keep downloading, but um, <laughs> y'all just can't say the N word. They just can't. I just. It's gonna be anyone who's Latin X that you cannot say the N word. If so, y'all got a touch of black in y'all, you cannot say the N word. I'm sorry. A touch of black. So we have to start talking about what is blackness and how is it measured. That'll be. We'll the say proximity that. to blackness. And mm. you said earlier before we started that it couldn't be how much uh, black penis they took. So we'll get into that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so what about Lala Anthony? Lala Anthony um, is uh, Puerto Rican. Both our parents are Puerto Rican born Americans. Mm. Mm. Okay, they're Puerto Rican. She's fully Puerto Rican. She Puerto Rican. She is not saying the N word. And she was from where's she from in America? She from New York, I think. Yeah, she New York Rican. She New York Rican. I mean, they look. Okay, we'll get into that because let's like, get into it now. Okay, because I remember <laughs> back in the day, back when I was in high school, the Latin community in our school did say the N word, and we kind of allowed that for the longest. Mm. Why? I don't know. I just felt like we were, I felt like at one point, I felt like we were cool. We were like, we were like, we were both minority groups. Mm -hmm. So silence was consent. Yes. Until, you know, I kind of grew up and started realizing shit Mm -hmm. that you can be all cool, almighty and this, that and the third, but you still throw my change at me and watch me in in your stores. Oof. Cause niggas steal. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. But you want to use the word now. Mm. And now you want to say that you're black. They tried that. Um, hmm. So that's why I'm like, no, you can't say it. All right. What about Jocelyn Hernandez? Damn, Jocelyn C. That's mm. a hard note. I me. used to really think she was black, too. And Hold before on. she opened her mouth, I'm like, oh, okay. So, James, is, you said it's a hard no? Yeah. What makes it a hard no? For me, it, it makes it a hard no because of the fact that I've seen how she acted mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. black women on the show, where she had that superiority that she had mm-hmm. because was, she's a Puerto Rican princess I don't care about the name I just see the disrespect mm-hmm. 
Like you completely dismiss, you completely dismiss. First things first, you dismiss Stevie J's first baby mama, Mimi, as saying, "Hey, mate." And it's just like there's so many things that are tricking her oh, around the way she. You right because I can't, I can't lie though. I was hey man people for like a good six months after that. I mean, <laughs> I was, feel you made. I feel like you do. You are. It was a, it was a memeable moment. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but. It behind the history behind it is yeah. what she called like, her a maid because Mimi actually has know, a house cleaning service. I know she's that, actually I know she's really that. a maid. Hey, me. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I'm tired of you. <laughs> I know that, but it's just the fact that the history behind it kind of like is really a bit like oof. You want to go there? Okay. Because hmm. if that's the case, the hey can sway like, You don't want to do right, that. Right? Because we can we use y'all? Can we, can we use y'all derogatory? Slur. What are they? Oh, we the really S know word. What they are. And see, I have so much respect not to say it. Yeah, I'm not what? gonna say that word. S P I C. So you do what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. You know, it's crazy because we we're, we're more. I feel like because we're more sensitive to the N word mm-hmm. because we know what that we know what that feels like for people to to throw those terms. Yeah. At us. Yeah. Like I, we don't feel comfortable doing that to other people, but people feel so comfortable in using things us. that have been used to you know degrade us because we because we still use I think mm-hmm. us using it makes them feel comfortable with using it right. against us but that's another conversation ooh this is a good one Cardi B hell no Oof. you don't think yeah, Cardi B should you know, say after niggas this, after this whole situation and she did respond to that on Twitter now because you know she ain't got no Instagram right now she uh, not on Instagram no more oh no. Atlantic was like uh uh-uh, uh honey oh after oh, shit <laughs> She is not on Instagram. I, I'm like, oh, did she block me? I'm like, oh, well, she don't shit. Oh. Might, she might have blocked us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but no, she said, oh well, it was something that people was criticizing her on Twitter, like, because that was because that question started to get asked, like, mm-hmm. well, well, shoot, can Cardi say it? They got pictures of her parents out there, and they both that dad don't look Trinidadian, honey. But what? But what is exactly looking Trinidadian? To be exact, because I mean, with being part from the Caribbean, okay, you're um, you look very, you have ver- various looks and, f- yeah, you have various looks mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. because of the fact of so many influences from your background and stuff like that, like for different example, colonizers and stuff yeah, like, like that. Like for example, my family, my family is Haitian, okay, but a lot of people wouldn't be able to look at um, some of my family members and be like, oh, they're they're from Haiti, descended there, blah blah blah. They might think, oh, they're from, um, for example, they might be look, they might look Dominican. Like some of my maternal side mm-hmm. looks like they're from the Dominican Republic, but they're straight up from Haiti. So it's like you don't know how to exactly address that when it comes to. Isn't it the same island though? It is the same island. However, because of the cultural differences and the different colonizing, but it's the same people. When you think about it, yes, it is. But at the same time, when you think about the different colonized countries. Yeah, the dark-skinned folks for the light-skinned folks. So if you have light-skinned <sighs> Haitians in your family, they look Dominican because Dominicans yeah. that claim being Dominican are usually the light-skinned mm-hmm. people. Right. But if you were dark-skinned, Madrid's like, oh, yeah, he's definitely Haitian. But like, no, I'm from... The- I, I've gotten mm-hmm. so many different things. Some people said I look like I'm from the Virgin Islands. They said I look like I'm Jamaican. Like I'm from Bahamas or something like that, but I'm like, no, I'm Haitian American. Haitian American, you're like another nigga from Newark to me. You know what? <laughs> Yo, I'm disgusted by you. Oh my god! Like I'm, I'm over me. Mm. All right, so Cardi B, y'all said no. What about Lloyd Banks? Who? <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard every- in a while. 
Uh, Lloyd Banks was a G Money rapper. Uh, no, G, G, G Money. G Unit rapper. Well, Christopher, his name took me out Googling him. Christopher Charles Banks. That's his real name. Mm. Um, so but he is. <laughs> his last name is Lloyd. Um, but he's African American and Puerto Rican. So he can say nigga, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Can his. Um, so with him being mixed, with a dad being African American and a mom being Puerto Rican, is it okay for his mom to use the N word? Mm. Uh, his Puerto Rican mom? No. No. Okay. Um. Hmm. Hey, Misha. You're okay. What about J Lo? Hell no. Oh no, bro. She's Americanized. Americanized? Like it's like okay, that's the word I made up, but. It's like, yeah, she's okay. No, she's assimilated to American culture. Yes, yes. Okay. Pretty, she dealt with Diddy. Same thing with with Gina Rodriguez. She can't like, say nigga. like I said before, the proximity of your blackness does not have to oh. do with how much penis you've yes. taken. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. So Mariah Carey. I mean, she can. I mean, she, she can. She can. Yeah. yeah she's. Yeah. And looking back at her her history, her um ancestral background, her father is. African American and Afro Venezuelan, correct? Yes. And the mother, her mother is um, Irish. Irish. But this is what I said. I give mixed people a a. a they you, can say it. You can give them a side eye. I, no, right. I'm not gonna give them a side eye. They can say it, but it's just I, I'm talking about the Latinx community. Oh, because they said they're their own race. And we are. Oh, that's a lie. But oh, it's a lie. It's a lie. Oof. Okay. And then you have this umbrella. People say, we're all just one race. We're all mm. part of the human race. Well, science says something totally different, but okay. That's true. You know, ideally, we were all, we're all just human beings trying to make it yeah. through this thing. But if we're talking about genes and DNA and, and actually evidence, you have three types of people. You've got Negroid, Mongoloid, and Caucasoid. And then you have the mixes and the variations of those mm-hmm. races of people. Um, so it'd be, if anything, Latinx would be an ethnicity based on where you were raised and the culture that you were you were raised in. You know, I always talk about Latin people being mixed race people who speak a different language. That's it. Mm. You just speak another language and have you like different types of food, but your blood is mixed of either Negroid, a cross of Negroid and Caucasoid, or Negroid and Mongoloid, or Mongoloid and and Caucasoid. Or all three. Yeah, or all three. You know, so um but yeah Anyway, moving on. That's well, a whole nother. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Going back, explain what mongoloid is for for, for, for the people, just in case they don't know. Oh, Negroid and Caucasoid are kind of self-explanatory in a sense. Yeah, right. So mongoloid is um, what is now considered like um, Pacific Islander or like Asian. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's considered. Mm. Um, so you have the Asian, the blacks, and the whites, basically. Um, and then there's everyone in between, and then yeah. the, then the mix of everyone else. All but together. they say, but you know, because this is going to offend people, because they feel like they're their own race. Okay, I get offended every time I look at my bank account. It happens. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what? So Kevin Gates, the rapper from Louisiana. What is he? He is. I don't know who that is. Moroccan and Puerto Rican. Moroccan. What is Moroccan? That's. Uh... Morocco is um is a North African is North African oh, okay. country. Oh, so he's okay. So he's of African descent. Yeah, okay. He's also Puerto Rican. 
All right, but he mixed. I got. I get mixed people to pass as long as you got like as long as it's like half and half. You get what I'm saying? But all people originated in Africa. Yes. So aren't we all black? No. 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 We're not all black, and that's like the issue. Said. So what makes us black? Being born black, first of all. Being born and black. not being able to just wake up and be like, oh, I'm black now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, and that's what people do. That's the trend now. So Kevin Gates can say nigga. He can. I mean. Mm. All right. What about Rosario Dawson? Mm. Um. Who is that? Rosario Dawson. She's an actress. And she's also currently the girlfriend of presidential candidate Cory Booker. She is not Afro- enough proximity. <laughs> she, well, she shouldn't be saying it because she's a political figure. Well, she's uh, well, she's adjacent to political figure now. Yeah. So she shouldn't be using that language. That language? What's wrong with nigga? It's just a common word. It's part of that the natural epithet now. But Afro Cuban, Puerto Rican, Irish, and Native American. She is gumbo. <laughs> she's basically a gumbo person. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, like what is her person. mom and what is her dad? I don't know. I just know that she got four four things running through her veins, and that's what she Cause claims. Because I, I got four things running through my veins too, but it's but you black in my ancestors. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. So, <laughs> so is it a yes or a no? She's Afro-Cuban. She's Puerto Rican, um, Irish, and Native American. Um. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Hmm. Where's she from? She's stumped at this point. Okay. Um, hmm. Ariana Grande. Can hey, Ariana Grande hell say nah. nigga? Hell nah. How about you get the fuck out? How about you? <laughs> Wait a minute, because <laughs> listen. Now I know that y'all if I, y'all I'm probably gonna get um socially lynched for this. I'm gonna shot at. But if Ariana Grande who used to be the whitest female in the world when she was cat on Nickelodeon. She getting dark every year. Don't she? Mm-hmm. She want to be as one of us so bad, and I love her. It's like she molts. Right. She just <laughs> turns darker. <laughs> love her down, though. If Ariana Grande, at this point, dropped the N-word in one of her songs, it's going to go number one, and I'm going to stand even harder because you got to have some balls. Some balls. But I just feel like Ariana could sing, nigga, and I'm just going to relate. See, I, was, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> just, just, I'm not going to lie. I, feel I'm not that. Gonna, I would listen to that in silence. I'd be like, oh, yeah, Ooh. fuck her. But you know what? Mm, this is a bop. This, this shit is, is a bop. bop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she said the N-word. I thought she said the N-word one time in um, Rings. 
Because when she was rapping real fast, I thought I heard nigga. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, girl. And I, ooh. I had to look on the damn lyrics. I'm like, oh, he said that. All right. Wow. I was about to you be seen like, it? Little girl. <laughs> right. Well, mm. I get for a pass. I would do this in public. But I'd be like, I cannot believe this bitch done. <laughs> like, you be the one outraged in public. I'll be, out, I'll be outraged. Child, that's how I be with Cardi. <laughs> well, I, with shit, I separate the music. music. Yeah, I separate the music from the person, the artist, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So I, Ariana Grande is a no. She can't stay niggas. I don't think she would though. I don't think she I would. I think she's a little bit respectable. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she would do. Oh, that. but behind closed doors, she's she's rapping, looking ass nigga. Cause she is a she is a barb down. She's a barb, honey. So I don't know. I don't know. And Nikki probably it. be letting her like, oh yeah, girl. That's part of the culture. <laughs> Ooh, talking about rapping lyrics because mm. they like it. Can Kim Kardashian say the n word? She has black children. If she says the n word, I will freaking. I'd be like, bitch, you fucking tried it. No, she cannot say no N word. I don't care if you Armenian. Armenian is what the blackest Caucasian. <laughs> is that what that means? <laughs> That's what I heard, always heard. She's Armenian. They're like the blackest um, Caucasian. Wow. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You never heard that? No I more. never heard that. People say, oh. Well, I'm not the so first they, to say so that. They're Caucasian with a tan. <laughs> I am perplexed by this news because <laughs> I always kind of thought she kind of did have a little something something in her. The viewers say that it would definitely go to number one, though, if Ari said the N-word in the song. Oh, shit. <laughs> it would be on replay. Because the other white girls will get their lives. Right. They're going to listen to that. They're like, oh. I can't believe she said this, but niggas going to be bopping. It's going to be playing the club. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, Kim Kardashian, we have an emphatic no. Yeah, no, no. Mm. What about Erica Mena? Hell no. Mm-mm. She got too many beef with black women. Mm. That's, that's That plays another role. You're... you're confrontations with mm-hmm. black women. Mm, same way I feel with Evelyn. Mm. So Erica Mena, who's taking all of that. I don't care how much dick she taking from Safari. No. Right. I don't care how much of a gut full of He need to make that, that sex got. toy line no. fast so we can Ooh. I think it's out. What? Well, let, me, let me go to <laughs> I think it's out. <laughs> oh my god. Didn't he do that with Adam and Eve? Hold on. About to, hold on. This kind of went left <laughs> quickly. It's like a hard left. <laughs> it's like we're driving the boat, but we drove it into the into the wharf. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. <clears throat> um. Sidebar. I'm pretty sure she says. I'm sure she says it during sex. At least got to. Oh, of course. Oh, for yeah. Damn, nigga, you got to. I think she said it before on the show. Really? I want to say she probably she could. <laughs> she did. She did. Probably to Rich. Mm. Well, Rich Dollars is, is a nigga. You gotta call a nigga sometimes. Like, <laughs> Rich Dollars. I mean, and I, you know, I kind of grew up believing that it was a derogatory word when used by other people in context of it being demeaning mm-hmm. or derogatory. Like mm-hmm. I always say, context matters, and I couldn't understand how it was okay to hear it in music, but not okay for someone to say it to me. But like I said, context matters. Mm-hmm. Mm. So whether you're Dominican or, or Puerto Rican. Why? It doesn't matter. I know that people have the right to say whatever they want to say, but just don't say it to me. Yeah. And that was the issue I had. Uh, one of my friends um, who's black, he has a Caucasian friend who has been made comfortable to say the N-word in casual conversation. Mm. And I remember one night we were at the bar in Newark. We were in McGovern's. Mm-hmm. And then he just, he, we were talking and he said it. It dropped and my my whole like brain started <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry what did you say and then he was like oh no it's cool 
I say it all the time. And I was just like, hold up now. To who? Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't saying it to me. Right. I was like, okay, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. remove my, I'm, okay, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that language being used in casual conversation mm-hmm. with me present. So I'm going to remove myself from it because it was right. pissing me off a little mm-hmm. bit. And he just kept saying it. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave. It was so fun to be with y'all. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I talked to the, the the black friend. He was like, yeah, you know, he was raised around. He only had black friends. And so I said, so they, so um, in his mind, it has, he's kind of been given a pass. Yeah. Right. So that's when we did the game. Like who gets a pass to say it, whether you were white and you only grew up with black friends. Um, somebody gave me the example that if you were a white kid raised in a black foster family mm-hmm. and they use it in casual conversation, do you then have a pass to say the N-word because that's part of the dialect, your cultural influence. It was natural in your way of speaking, Mm -hmm. right? So do you think they get a pass? For me, it was a, well, you knew you weren't black. It's a hard no because I grew up. Look, look, when I was in high school, we had this one white girl Mm -hmm. that was obviously from our town and she spoke like us. She acted like us at some point, but she never said the N-word. I don't know about now, but she never said the N-word. Mostly because, you know, people would check her on it. Right. And secondly, I feel like she did kind of respect the culture enough not to say it and to know what that word did to us and how we're using it, I guess. And mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So if a white person can do it, the Latinx com- uh, community can do it as well. So that's what you think? You feel that if a white person can do it, uh, that will open the door for them. If they cannot, if they can rest- uh, refrain from oh, saying it. Cannot say it. Yeah. Right. And I think in relation back to the Latinx community, especially with identifying with their blackness, mm-hmm. being if they're Afro-Latino or not, um, it can be very hard because, like it was mentioned before, in, in many conversations, mm-hmm. it wasn't until recently that a lot of Afro-Latino, Afro-Latinos were starting to claim their their blackness. Yes. And granted, convenient. Yes, granted, it can be convenient, but also I also understand the fact where you can also start learning your history and start researching your history mm-hmm, right. and then wanting to learn more about your your African heritage. And there are some who, even though they know their African heritage, still deny it and still dis, mm-hmm. dis, don't want it. Like, prime example, my ex, he was Puerto Rican, but he was an Afro-Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And um, he showed me a photo of his grandfather and when I tell you his grandfather looked just like Florida Evans, <laughs> I was like, "So you do realize that there's some, there's some, there's some black in you, right?" He's like, "Yeah, but I don't claim it." I'm like, "Well, still." And then he showed me another photo of his father, and his father like John Amos, <laughs> James. <laughs> Damn, damn, damn. damn. <laughs> and so I'm like, so oh it's a clear dissonance between, and I've realized why there was a dissonance between mm-hmm. his, him identifying with his blackness and being able to embrace it properly. Because, because they look like they were poor and lived in the process. <laughs> no, it's because, it's because I guess it's, cause it was from his paternal side and his um, father wasn't part of his life. And so right. he, you grew up primarily with being Puerto Rican. Yeah. Oh, and so. it's, and it's, I watched this YouTube show. Um, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I, I've been watching him. He talked about this situation and it's like, okay, I could be black my whole life and then I could just find out that I'm just apparently Asian. And then now I have what? 
Go ahead. I'm just talking about, do you have the thing in so they can bounce directly to the thing? Yeah, we good. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you scared me. Um, oh, I'm apparently Asian now, so now I have to adopt that culture into my life. No, that doesn't work like that. You were, you were black American or black wherever you were from. Mm-hmm. And if you find out that you have something else in you, that doesn't mean that the culture is now yours per se. It's yours technically. It's mm. yours to access to real to acknowledge. Yeah, but to be like, oh, now I'm Asian now, mm. or I'm this. You can't just yeah, be no. that. Oh well, we got to move on now. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking like, well, <laughs> in other words, conversation. <laughs> right. If any black American don't say it, all right. Manny Love from Facebook says, I think it all depends on if you're the type of person to be offended by it, because I have white friends who say it, and I don't really care. Ooh. Um, well, all right, let me tell you, because I was in a school where there was predominantly white kids, mm-hmm. and I ain't going to lie, there were situations where I was friends with some white people that said it in my presence, and I couldn't say nothing because they would have kicked me out their car. We was out wherever the hell we was out, because oh, I used shit. to go out, I used to uh, go to school up in the Poconos area, I and I allowed it, and now that I look back, I'm like... You should have walked? Yeah, because there was some <laughs> things that she said and things that she's done. Mm-hmm. That I'm just like, girl, you low-key racist. There's yeah. no such thing as low-key racism. I had to, I had to let my friends. Once you have know. it, you have it. I had to let my friends at Montclair know when I when I was going there that look, this ain't gonna be allowed. Yeah, point blank, period. Setting your boundaries. I so set that's my why boundaries. I'm so that's why I'm so passionate about this now. Like you cannot say it. No. And it's crazy because the breaking point was one girl had asked me how my locks were. Mm. How did I get my locks? She used to ask me that question every single time she brought one of her friends around. I'm like. I've explained this to you numerous times. I'm not going to explain it no more. Mm-hmm. And another thing, we ain't going to be using this word in my presence. Mm. Right. You use that word in my presence, I'm going I'm going to ape shit on you. Period. 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 Exclamatory. Exclamation mark. <laughs> All right. Well, so we're going to move on to, since we're talking about anti-blackness, we're going to move on to Frank Ocean Boy. and this prep plus party. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All Yikes. right, so let's talk about it. And before I get into it, first of all, there was no media coverage on this. I had to literally go onto Second Story blogs in freaking Iggy uh, Azalea Banks, not Iggy. One of them Azaleas. <laughs> One of them Azaleas. I had to look at her goddamn live One to figure out what the hell was going on here. So after throwing a reportedly underwhelming Prep Plus party in Brooklyn last Thursday, mm-hmm. Frank Ocean hosted a new episode on Beats One of his show called Blonde, Blonde, Blonded. Blonded. And dropped his new song, DHL. Did y'all listen to that? No. I didn't get it. I listened. I wasn't. I didn't get it. Like, uh, what are you trying to say? I got to, like, look at the lyrics next time I listen to it. I feel like you have to be on a myriad of drugs to listen to that song. Well, I don't do drugs, but I can definitely drink and listen. I'd be like, oh, because I, I got drunk and listened to uh, Solange. Oh, yeah. Mm. It got mixed reviews because you a lot of. things you imagined. Yes. You what? You see things you imagine? Yeah. It's a song off the When I Get Home album. Um, yeah. That was her second. That was the third one, right? The second. Yeah. Fourth. The fourth. Fourth oof. album. Right. Yeah. Mm. But back to Frank. Um, hmm. <laughs> Out Magazine. Ooh, you. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Out Magazine called his uh, prep party a Kanye West-like event. Mm. You guys see that? Kanye like I don't even know how to take the, what context they use that in kind of like the Sunday service like when, kind of how thing. he's using it for to promote his to promote, gospel album or something I guess or to promote him or to make him look in a different light I don't know hmm. 
I was I was looking at, I was skimming that damn article because I was like, what the hell are they talking about? But the one thing that was controversial was the fact that he was criticized about imagining the '80s nightlife culture with prep, right. and I guess that right. offended people or offended people <sighs> from that time. So I'm kind of leery on touching this because that party was sponsored by uh, an agency that sponsors. Wait, are you serious? Yes. Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. So, yes. So my take on the event, like I think I explained to you in the car before the event happened when everybody was talking about, oh, he's having I am screaming. screaming. Mm. I'm screaming and shitting, right? Shitting Um, and screaming. (laughs) It was. (laughs) So this party was... um, this party was sponsored by Gilead Sciences, and yeah. um, there's a new drug on the market called Discovy, um, which is also now part of the PrEP campaign, and PrEP mm-hmm. is a pre-exposure, it's pre-exposure phylaxis, I say it right? Prophylaxis. Prophylaxis, um, which means it's a pill that you take, um, and it's a preventative measure to prevent Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co spreading of HIV mm-hmm. and um, that's one way of us trying to stop the epidemic of new cases but it's not just a pill because I think that looking at Azalea makes her live I think her idea of what PrEP is is that most gays think it's a magic pill that they just they can take and then have unprotected sex and they're just not going to catch anything when that's not the case you know uh, Descovy nor does um, Travada which is which was formerly known as just PrEP, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't stop you from catching other ST, STIs like gonorrhea, chlamydia, HPV. Sure does um, And, you know, it's called PrEP Plus for a reason. You're supposed to take the pill and wear a condom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, him pairing it, it was, I mean, it's good for him to take a stance, you know, t- addressing the epidemic and being a part of the, mm-hmm. the, in the in the HIV movement and reimagining what the 80s would have been like Instead of Ronald Reagan declaring a, a war on drugs, yeah. declaring a war on HIV, and right. there had been science or there had been a release of this kind of pill where you were seeing people who were literally just dropping dead in the streets because of HIV or, or, or um, you know, them not being able to afford the drugs that were, were out on the market at that time. Yeah. So I get it kind of, you know, I, 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 
I get it on that front if you were a person who cared about HIV AIDS right. prevention. But as soon as I heard about this party, I, you remember we had conversations in the car. Mm-hmm. I was like, I hope y'all don't think this is what y'all think it is. Like everybody was going up about this party and they're like, oh, I want to go, but the tickets are already sold out. The tickets are already sold out. And I was, was like, no well, first of all, it's not that kind of party. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, Frank Ocean is an artist. He has new music coming out. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a music video slash release. Mm. Um, you know, and... You know, also the pre-EP. Like, this is a pre-EP party. He's going to drop a song or there's a new EP coming and you always prepare for that. Whoever's supposed to be in that room has already been contacted and is going to be in that party. And anytime you see a black artist say something's going to be all-inclusive, what does that mean? White people going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So folks are so disappointed that it, was, it wasn't a black queer space or that they expected because he's a black queer artist. I feel like you're currently dragging me right now because I feel like that was definitely my stance on it because both as a health educator and as a fan of Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you thought was going to happen? That's what I thought was going to happen. I tried to bust your burrow early. You you did, and I didn't listen. But but did I lie? Did the doll lie? You didn't lie. I didn't lie. I'm trying to Like the y'all. song Solange had, I saw things I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> and what I imagined wasn't that. Mm. So mm. it was just disappointing because while there were probably good intentions behind it, it was poorly executed. In my opinion, how exactly was it poorly executed? Just from a person trying to figure out, I feel as though it was poorly executed because of the fact that there was no real conversation that was had at this party. If okay, if you're going to be having the name of the party be Prep Plus, mm-hmm. you're having it be a dance party. Okay, cool. You're having it be, as Derek said, uh, um, as like a pre EP party. It was a listening party. It was a listening party. Mm -hmm. But there was no conversation. There was no handouts. There was no facts given about what prep is. No testing, no presentation. No testing, nothing. So it just just disappointed me. It made me honestly look at him in a different light. Because being a life, being not a lifelong fan, but a fan since he first started out, it kind of made this, it disillusioned me. Okay. So to Azalea Banks' point, could it be that maybe he was trying to make this event out to be like, hooray, we got prep now? Because that's what a lot of people were uh, people were saying that on Twitter. Like, okay, you know, now that there's prep, now we can do what we can. Now we can. We can what? Buck. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't doing that before. Freely and but without any. Any what? I guess repercussions, apparently. Um, and that's probably what. He probably didn't mean that. The people who practice unsafe sex are always going to practice unsafe sex. Mm-hmm. And I think working in this field is kind of sad. But, mm-hmm. you know, having a dance party doesn't change behavior. Like, sexuality is a be- is a behavior. Whether it's a learned behavior, a social mm-hmm. behavior, or whether it's something that people feel that you were born with, it's still a behavior because it requires action. And I think that for him to have this type of party or with him having the type of plan for him that, he, that he has, I feel like the rollout for this party could have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think somebody else even said in, a, in an article on Pitchfork that if you had to ask how to get a ticket for this event, you weren't getting one anyway because it wasn't for, it wasn't <laughs> for you to attend. Okay. And yep. um, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure there were cameras there. We're going we're gonna to see if within the coming, coming weeks, we're going to see 
video from this party. It's okay. going to be a package. It's probably going to be part of his music video. It's, you know, so this was a this was him as an artist being an artist and creating a moment so mm-hmm. that he can, you know, gain a sponsorship and get traction for his music. Right. Um, hey, what's going on, Chico? Um, but I think that the intention may have been there. But like you said, being it being poorly executed or the message not being clear. Mm-hmm. That is the problem. And mm-hmm. um, I think that I'm hopeful that other black queer artists, you know, are taking notes because I'm pretty sure that in the future uh, we're going to replicate this and try to do it right. You yes. know, so. And then also, I think for me, as a part of being a part of this community, wishing that we did have more black queer spaces to be able to go to and enjoy mm-hmm. is something that I'm missing. Because you look at it now, for example, with New York, everything that's black and queer is pretty much shutting down or being invaded by others. Others, right. And we only have very few. Shout out to like Trappy Hour or, the, um, well, Trappy Hour at Harlem Nights in Harlem mm-hmm. and other places like Alibi Lounge in Harlem as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like we barely have spaces to go to anymore. Right. Because all of them are being closed down. Do you think that's because it's a push towards us being all inclusive in the LGBT community? Are we opening up to a space where we can all party together all the time, where there's no real need for black queer spaces? Mm, and there's no. definitely a need for black queer spaces, let no. me just say. Because, yeah, there is, there's definitely a need for black queer spaces, but it's mm-hmm. also not only with, like, having fun, but also places for us to be able to feel like we can let our hair down. We, yeah. we also need to heal as well from certain traumas that we've all been through and stuff like that. Right. And sometimes you just want to party with your family. Exactly. You want to be able to feel like you could identify with just with a look in the room. So on the flip side of that, you know, I play devil's advocate. Do you feel that there are maybe white queer people that feel that way, that they are tired of going to parties and there being blacks and and, and others there like for them to protect because they have the access and they have the means to have their own white queer spaces? Well, no, because I feel as though when something new like will be new and shiny and pretty to them so it'll be mm. something for them to play with or fetishize because oh. that's something that is very big within the white queer community is it yeah. oh fetish fetishizing um black, black queerness black mm-hmm. queerness yep hmm. or even taking on quote unquote these black black scents and stuff like that black scents our mannerisms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. culture our culture our cultural costumes Hi, sisters. Yes. okay the who? Listen, <laughs> I'm tired. Look, oh, you ain't get that terminology. What does that mean? Hi, sisters, James Charles. James Charles. Oh, I don't. Follow. Now, keep in mind, there's somebody that works on our job who likes James Charles, but that's besides the point. <laughs> oh, the makeup artist that got mm-hmm. dragged. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. really follow um, him or Jeffree Star because they're both trash to me. Mm. Basura. La basura. Throw the whole makeup industry away. Okay. Right. Um, Shout out to Fenty Beauty. <laughs> Shout out to Fenty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jackie Ina as well. As oh well, yes, and yes. Juvia's place. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the crayon case. Shout out to Super Sam. Or I'm like so proud uh, of Issa Rae would say, "Everybody black." I'm okay. rooting for everybody, but, <laughs> but you know what? Period. Ooh, 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 ooh. Perfect segue. I'm rooting for everybody black, but not everybody feels that way. And the blogs are saying mm. that Todrick Hall ooh. may not be rooting for everybody black. All kin folk ain't skin. All kin folk okay. ain't skin folk. And I think I'll take the lead on this topic. Okay. So, um, in the blogs. Or in the media uh, this this past weekend, um, and people have been talking about Tajik for years about how he's kind of like mm-hmm. 
I won't say he's anti-black, but let's just say that he favors other unseasoned things, unseasoned things because I think most of his boyfriends have been um, unseasoned. Unseasoned. Purdue chicken. <laughs> he 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 prefers just white bare guys. chicken breasts, um, <laughs> boiled. But one of his former personal assistants came out on Twitter and kind of just spilled all the beans. Mm. Like, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze through this, right? Okay. Uh, and this is uh, Tommy underscore Italiano. Mm-hmm. You can find him on Twitter, and this is like a major thread. So, um, in light of it coming out that he doesn't pay his, because we've always heard that he doesn't pay his dancers, um, and that he had an issue with one music video saying it was too chocolatey and he needed more white dancers. Um, this person, uh, Tommy, says that you know he was his assistant for years and he knows every detail of his life, including deliberate non-payment, his racism, sexual assault, sexual harassment, online bullying, exploitation, illegal business practices, and on and on and on and on, and that he never signed a um, NDA. So he just spilled all the beans this weekend. He was saying that he was on tour with Taja when he did Straight Out of Oz, which was the ratified version of Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Mm. And... Um, Chester Lockout, one of the one of the cast members, I think, uh, came behind Tommy and put his hands down his pants and grabbed his penis, and um, he said something to Todrick about it, and Todrick punished him, punished the assistant. Oh hell no! Um, mm. right. He also goes on to say that Todrick has an obsession with strippers and escorts, um, which is not a. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's just a personal problem, but right. But he says he treats his employees like they're sex workers. He grabs their asses. He pulls their penises out in front of the. He pulls his penis out in front of them. Um, are these um? Are these white people? These is these is the white people. You child. know, you know, you know. Mm. That's what they do. You finna say that's that's mm. normal behavior? Look, I, I, it's not. I'm not saying that's normal behavior. No, that is that's ridiculous. Right. If that's happening. <gasps> oh shit! I didn't see this. Oh, oh, oh they got screenshots of order. He got screenshots of ordering men. Ooh. Oh, well, shit! I was wrong. Never mind. Oh wow! Yeah, piece of shit. Then. Well done. It's like <laughs> that escalated. Like, so who's calling Kamala? We gotta. I'm calling the cops. Oh, and then there's um also sexual harassment lawsuit that he settled earlier this year. Oh, he settled. He settled. Uh, Damn, uh, Todrick making me look he crazy. Settled, he settled a sexual harassment lawsuit. Oh, well, um, there's just it. so much going on here. It's like that's problematic, for real, for real. Oh, and the thing about him and Taylor Swift being really good friends now. Apparently, there was a time where he was dragging Taylor Swift, and the video came out. I think Tamar actually is in the video or something like that. Mm-hmm. There was just so Todrick. So there's a lot to unpack with Todrick Hall over here. This there's just a lot. There's a lot. I'm probably gonna tweet the link out again. Like, but. Um, my issue with this whole situation is that I'm kind of, we're kind of like watching the reinvention of like a RuPaul, and you know there was talk about um, RuPaul, RuPaul. I never did it. RuPaul. Well, we don't know what RuPaul has done. RuPaul has been happily married for years, but um, there's always been talking industry about him, you know, aligning himself with um, with Caucasian power. And mm. at the Emmys, when he accepted his award and did his speech, and we were talking about diversity, it was very. Um, Shocking to see RuPaul stand on that stage surrounded by nothing but white men and mm-hmm. women. Um, and then trying to say that that cast is diversified, which is like, what? Mm. Yeah. You know, and so I look at Tajik, who is kind of like being built up into that next kind of like he's in that kind of vein. And I think that he understands from a professional standpoint that 
you know, if you want to be mainstream, you have to go where the mainstream money is and where you right. buy tickets. And so even watching him transform from American Idol contestant to um, taking, you know, very bland, unseasoned fairy tales and ratifying them for YouTube and being able to take that from YouTube to the main stage and having a tour. Making it a minstrel and show. Making it a, oh, that's heavy. Making it a minstrel show, making money off of it and, and making other opportunities for himself. Like, you know, he started in Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. He's judged for I think maybe two seasons on RuPaul's Drag Race. He's in. Yeah. He's been able, and now you know now he's working as a creative director with, you know, Taylor Swift, you know, and giving her a little bit of spice that she was I'm looking missing. At Taylor, like you, she's she's a, she's a gay man now. You know, she's a gay icon now. Oh, this, she's this a gay. You know, so <laughs> but look at but look at the gay man she's she's associated with. Yeah. At this point, she's pretty much like a white gay man at this point. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, in my own personal interactions with, with him, I just, I can pass on Todrick Hall. Um, I think he's very talented, but when it comes to, when it comes to how you um, assert yourself in this space, and with so many people coming out against him, mm. and this is a white man. This isn't a black person spilling right. all his tea. This is a white game. They wouldn't believe him. So I don't and know. And that's the sad part about it too. Mm-hmm. If it was a, if it was another person of color or black or a black man, they wouldn't believe him. They just say he was hating. Right. But but he got the proof. So this person has. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, the, the legal documents are here. the The DMs are okay. Are here mm-hmm. and that's. Mm, but you know, mm. and even to that point of if it was a black, if it was another black queer creative, them as being seen as being hating on Todrick that's another conversation in itself that's like real loaded because it's like that's another thing with our community that there's a lot of competition involved as well mm. unnecessary competition at that why can't everybody just eat why can't everybody eat like everybody can eat but we eat different shady. stuff cause right. we shady some people eating <laughs> somebody somebody gotta eat the, the, the dollar cheeseburgers while the rest now if we're talking about black queer folk you know it, it's it is a competition. I mean, even I think we talked about this last week, or maybe I was talking to somebody else. Like when there's two gay guys in the friend group, you can mm-hmm. even see there mm-hmm. that there is like you know oh, I'm that I'm I'm that token. I'm the token. Right. I did talk to you about this. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand what that's about, and maybe that's because I don't have a lot of gay friends, and um, I've I've literally been trying the past three years to be mm-hmm. you know more in queer spaces where I don't feel or don't have to feel like I'm a token. Yes. Because I never want to be somebody like, oh, yeah, that's my gay best friend. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, if I'm not your best friend, period, then I don't want to be your gay best friend. That's kind of exactly. right. like, this is not will and grace. I've like, only been in groups where people were just like one or two other gays. And it's been, you know, it gets competitive. And I'm like, boy, ain't nobody blowing your spot. You can have it. Right. It's, I, 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 I want to be the wealthiest uh friend in the friend group that's right. not my focus is. I mean I want, my, I want all my friends to eat but if I'm gonna be any, labeled as anything mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to be the broke one forever oh <laughs> I've always been the broke best friend <laughs> no I need to be the wealthiest black the wealthiest best friend that puts us on private jets and planes and we can I go. don't know because you can't trust people with that when you got money and then you with people you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. it gets to a point where like hey can I borrow can you do 10,000 can, can you borrow what can I borrow $10,000 sure I'm gonna direct you to the bank <laughs> Which okay. bank you want to get borrowed this from? What bank do you got? SunTrust. Oh, I, I don't do personal loans. They're like, I don't do personal loans. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, mm. so I anyway, like people that are my equals. Well, yeah. so on a, in the case of Taja Call, 
I think that we have to just kind of wait and see where this goes. I don't wish, you know, ill will on anybody. Mm -hmm. I think that, like I said, I think he's very talented, even though he may have a lot of personal social flaws. Um, I don't know how I feel about this person spilling all of his beans. Like, you just have to be careful who you trust. Um, but I just feel like Todrick isn't for us well, anyway. I never really. It needs to be outed. Well, yeah, I mean, the doc, I, the court documents are there. And yeah. I think that's a thing where it comes to, and it even ties into the whole Frank Ocean thing. Um, that outer touchness mm. of being of your community, while you might you might be a part of the community, you ain't for us like that. Right. Mm. Like it, it, it sucks. <sighs> Well, that's just, I mean, sorry to that queer. And we talked about this before we started recording. Um, it was like, well, maybe back in the day or back when he was growing up, he was probably shunned by the black community, which made him, which isolated him, mm-hmm. which makes him feel like now, since I got the power, I got the influence now. I'm like, you know, fuck y'all. Could be. And it could, like I said, that could be, that could be his story, you know, as far as who he flocks to and where he feels most mm-hmm. comfortable. Because when you grow up as the artsy black kid who also happens to be queer or, or gay or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the black community, it's sometimes it's really hard to, to feel included. It's hard to feel accepted. And because white people have a different uh, view of homosexuality, you know, they see it as a birth defect versus being a, <laughs> a social life choice. Um, they're like, oh, you're, you know, they're they're more prone to to welcome you into that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you're black, so you're already cast aside anyway. So let yeah. me just bring you, like that foster parent kind of syndrome. Like, let me just bring you in and they make you feel loved, like you adopted a puppy. Right. And so that's who you're going to be loyal to and that's who you relate to. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Tajik has that, has that, because that's who, that's the base he caters to. And, um, mm-hmm. and I guess we'll just, like I said, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, all the best to that man. And, and if, if it comes out that he's out here sexually assaulting people, then we'll, we'll, I, I wish justice. Um, I wish that justice prevails. Mm-hmm. So, right. well, moving judging, moving judging from Coonberry, right? Judging by the I'm yelling at picture on your uh, <laughs> computer. Let's talk about viral videos. <sighs> yes. Hey, hey, y'all. I see y'all on Facebook. Well, first, let's talk about this pastor now. Let's talk about pastor first. Pastor. So, Pastor David Wilson yes. speaking in tongues. Uh, on a woman who's not his wife on video. Oh, okay, so my that God. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what I said about speaking in tongues? Yeah, it sent me. <laughs> so let's talk. What's going on with Pastor? He, he over a- here eating. Mm-hmm. He just eating on camera. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is it? It's not somebody a part of his congregation, right? Ah, you know what? Ooh. I don't know. We didn't see her membership card, but. We did see that uh, Pastor is um, skilled. He is well, <laughs> Pastor is well trained. No, and his membership is about to be through the roof because people need their one-on-one counseling sessions. Okay, mm. um, that was kind of we. It's kind of this whole. Cause it took me a while to watch the video because I, I I got to the point now. It's like when you start seeing people making statuses about send me the video, blah, blah, blah. I immediately do not ask for the video. Yeah. Like, don't send it to me because I don't want you to ruin my day. <laughs> and I don't want to be a part of this because if it comes back, <laughs> that you send me, right, you send me some shit that's, you know, illegal or revenge porn. I don't want no parts mm-hmm. of any of it. And I am going to tell y'all who sent me this video because y'all will probably gacked it up. I didn't ask for it, but... So, 
listen, the old people are wilding. All I can say is, all I can say is, is that. <laughs> but yeah, I, the video landed in my inbox, uninvited. <laughs> mm. And I was like, oh, snap. Pastor is really... <laughs> I was disgusted. Honestly. It's performing an exorcism on this coochie. <laughs> like... I can't, no, I, I, no. But he's a man. He's you know a man. What? And I was like, okay, well, maybe this is just, you know, he's a single man. And, and, and But it's weird because you're a pastor and you're supposed to be teaching about, you know, adultery and fornication. Right. You lead the people. But then I found out that, that he has a wife. So the woman that he was performing oral on, it was not his wife. And he was sending the, the video leaks because it got sent to another woman mm-hmm. who he was trying to entertain. So you pastors know, like, out here at Rolling Stone? Pastors out here sending, dropping but I'm going in to the hell. But I'm going to hell, right? Right. Shout, that, and, and Isn't just, adultery a mm. sin also? Mm. Adultery is, is supposed to be a sin. Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, but Someone find this man his clown wig. <laughs> okay. Honk, honk. <laughs> but I mean, this is that's the part, like the hypocrisy jumped out. Because mm-hmm. I was looking at some of the threads um, that people were, were making about this pastor. And I was watching all these black women celebrate it and hype it up. And I'm just looking at a lot of, some, a lot of these people that I follow or that Who, I co-follow. No, I'm just saying, like, they were making light of it. Oh, wow. But these are some of the same people that as soon as there is news about a homosexual, you know, or somebody is outed, you know, they 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 ready to quote the Bible. But y'all talking about I need to have a one-on-one with pastor, Right. This mm-hmm. is exciting to you that this pastor is eating this woman out on camera in pornography, but you worried about what the gays are doing in their own, mm. probably their own home. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the more oh, and more he got to do what he got to do. He still, he's still a man. All the other stuff. So I'm just watching. I'm just watching as as time goes by. We're in the information age, mm-hmm. and all things done in the dark shall come to light. Well, and I right. think people are going to be so so upset to realize that it doesn't matter what you try to cloak yourself in, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, the truth is going to be exposed. And humans are humans, and mm-hmm. humans do human shit. Yep. And that it also includes getting naked, um, getting naked haircuts. So we're gonna move on to the next viral video. Who? So there's this man that's been doing haircuts, mm-hmm. personal haircuts, um, and he's been cutting people's hair naked. I mean, the person that's getting the haircut is naked too. They just doing some sessions. Yeah, that was and different. They- I didn't think you got naked to get your haircut. I thought. The barber was naked at first, right? Okay, so clearly the simulation is glitched at this point. The simulation? Just, the Matrix we just, in. Is just, just the Matrix we in right now is glitched because there's a lot of shit that's going on. So explain to me the premise of this haircut, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain what do to I me know the... about this haircut? All right, you got dreads. You have no idea. Well, you don't know? I've, I've seen the video, and I'm, quite frankly, I'm disgusted. You're disgusted? Okay, which just... one? Okay, it's, it's the guy with the... Okay. Hmm. He dark skin, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he has the, he has the blue... Yeah. Okay, we talk about the same person now. Yeah. Because you pulled up something different, and I'm like, who is that? Well, there are several videos that are out there, but um, so let's go. Let me go. Let me go to this article. You said he was disgusted. I, I you just, were disgusted. I just don't understand. He's the just same niggas we see on Twitter, man. So I am disgusted. So there's this guy yeah. who, um, what is his name? I'm trying to find him. Brandon. His name is Brandon. He's in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh yeah. Does, oh yeah, Lana. Yeah, he does new cuts. And they're eighty dollars and you get free shots. You get to do a a barber oil rub down. You oil him down. 
Oh, he gets oiled down? He gets oiled down, yeah. And then he'll cut your hair. What in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? I just so what? I'm rubbing you. I'm rubbing you. Wait a minute. You gave me work to do for eighty fucking dollars. <laughs> That's oh, what I'm saying. I'm like, no. you got me chopped if you think nah, I'm in I'm okay. good, love and joy. One so, child. So yeah. So he's in Atlanta. His name is Brandon Carrington. He's a licensed barber living in Atlanta. Mm. Um and. Uh, he's an OnlyFans model. So now that, once you interject that, now it all makes sense because this is part of his porn brand. Yeah. Um, and it's something that's supposed to be creative, but he actually does cut your hair. So I'm like, wait a minute. So you're literally making me pay you to do a porn with me. And his hairstyles, I mean... I'm so confused. I get it with the whole, like, it's, I, I blame... Well, I won't say I blame them, but you know, was it last year or earlier this year? There was a barber, the one that has the beard, and he was doing his haircuts in a speedo, right? With the body, he was like a body. Okay. He wasn't. He wasn't completely naked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how niggas. But we, it took we a take step it further. Far. You know, we we just like, <laughs> here's the line, and we just say, ah! <laughs> like, fuck that line. Right. Um, and just out here, just dick swinging all in these people's face. And it's crazy because I stopped getting my hair cut when I was in eighth grade and learned how to cut my own hair because there was a story going around about my barber in my, in, um, my barber about him and him having sexual relations with a pastor or whatever. Oh, and I my was really, like, during the, It made me self-conscious like, when I'm getting my hair cut. Like, it's not the same pastor, though, is it? No, it's not the same pastor. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, make sure your nuts don't fall on my shoulders. Ooh. Or like, you know, how you stand too close. Anyway, it just made me uncomfortable. So I learned how to cut my own fucking hair. But... I see this as, a, I mean, it's a great way to to kind of combine both worlds. But the reaction that we're getting from this video kind of confuses me because the same niggas saying that this is classless and this is distasteful. Like, y'all watch niggas having sex with strangers at Pride on Twitter all all day, every day. Who Who is saying that this is, I mean, it's porn. It's porn. What do you expect? Right. I commented on uh, Thaddeus Matthews. He's the cursing pastor, right? I was watching the comment mm. set because he's going to interview him. He's they're pulling an interview mm-hmm. um, today. Today at seven seven o'clock, he's going to do a, a live uh, radio interview with him mm. and talking about you know there's a there should be a standard about as a barber as a licensed bar, licensed barber, this is unsanitary because you're cutting someone's hair while in the nude and all this other stuff. Right. And if y'all want to suck dick, you can suck dick. But why you got to do it in the barbershop? This is not at the barbershop. This is at his house. Right, but my thing is, why do you care? You, I, mean, I was looking at the straight people that commented, and I'm just like, y'all do. Understand? Yeah, straight people was comment. I'm like, okay, well, straight people love minor people, minor other people's business. Yes, they do, and I'm just like, at the end of the day, this is for somebody's enjoyment because someone loves watching this, and somebody loves getting their hair cut by someone that's naked. Right, you know, it's not my shtick, it's not my thing, but you know, I'm not gonna yuck somebody's yum. Right, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the girls are shook as well because girls are like, wait, you getting your hair cut again this week? Where you going? <laughs> How many times you gonna hair? push your hairline back? Right, <laughs> like, right. You getting faded every week? I need to. Why, what, yeah, what he be using the same people. <laughs> your hair like, barely grew back in. Like, what's well, going on? Well, you know, on? people got personal barbers. Right, I have a personal barber. I go to their house I and want, they can come to mine. I want a personal barber because I can't. I, I do not yeah, like going to barber shops. Get one for a lineup. Because it's like every time, I'm like, oh. So would you get up? Would you get a haircut at a naked barber if it didn't cost eighty fucking dollars? If it didn't cost eighty dollars, eighty dollars. Yeah, some personal information. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. That you're asking me? <laughs> Would I go? I would probably go and wait and then like dip before my haircut. But I'm not going to be on video though because you know, I'm, you know. You what? I'm not on video for millions of people to see. No. Millions, I you mean, don't have that kind of following. <laughs> millions what, what of people a, I think you're, you're carrying right now. With but, a oh, he said he don't got hair, you. Ooh, that's a read. <laughs> would a partner who does hair for you count? Because... What? Like if you had a if you had like a partner knowing you do your hair, right? And y'all just I don't know. It's, it's on some on some you know. It's like some okay. You do my hair and then afterwards we just get grown. Oh okay. Right. Well, I, I, I think that it's kind of hot to. I mean, the concept of having a naked barber is. You know, it's sexy and it's always like its own little fantasy because uh-huh. I do think that some gay guys when they go to the barber shop because when you when you're gay or buying you're in some of those heterosexual spaces mm-hmm. and you know very uncomfortable very uncomfortable yeah. sometimes so I think having a gay barber is a good is a good thing and sometimes you fantasize like I wonder what this person looks like naked and you say like some bar- mm. get my hair cut and like what if I just pop his dick in my mouth oh okay no, well, I've, no. <laughs> oh shit but he now, scared the shit right. out of me <laughs> <laughs> right. but now that fantasy Ooh. has been brought to life for some people and you know, I just think that, of course, it's going to make the, the, the yeah, hetero world uncomfortable. Yet. It's going to make the heteros uncomfortable. But um, I think it's for the market that it's for. Right. The videos have been circulating for years. It has. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that he was an OnlyFans model, I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, so this is for this is another way of him making money. It's you can niche. come in and pay to get your hair cut. Like, it's a service, like a massage service. Like, right. some guys mm-hmm. do erotic massages. And, you know, except the difference is he, you're not getting a massage. You're going to haircut and you're massaging me for 80 bucks. I don't know about that. You can't tell him he, he can't. Uh, now, if this is at a barbershop, then we can start saying some health code violations, maybe. Mm-hmm. But this is at but his house. Use, but still, like you still have to have some type of um, you still have to you're in a, it's a practice. You once, you're, some type of once you're licensed to do something like being a doctor, like once mm-hmm. you're licensed to do something. You have to follow the guidelines of what your, can of your he license. Can get his license to, he can get, yeah, he can get his license. He still can cut hair. He still can cut hair. He still can get rubbed down with barber oil <laughs> for whatever price he says. He just becomes an unlicensed barber at that point. You know what? Okay, well, look. But then he get a fine. He That's get true. A fine. You get a fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tokyo Styles got a fine. He ain't got no license. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, this man. What up? What up? <laughs> I don't know. But also another little piece of information because it, this blew up kind of like overnight. <laughs> but the Naked Barber, there's actually the NakedBarber.com and there's a guy in Australia who's been doing this since 2013. His name is Richard Savvy 
and he's actually known and branded as the Naked Barber. So I'm looking at the picture now. It's a little white man. Um, Sounds about white. Hold on, <laughs> hold no on. For those dude. for those of us who follow follow me on Facebook, I'm on, I'm live right now. Oh my god! And this is you see it? Oh yeah. Oh my. Right. <laughs> so and this is the Naked Barber, and he was copyrighted in 2014. His website, um, or whatever. So this isn't something new. It's like adding a kink to your haircut. So this is in Australia. This is old. Mm. It's just an idea that he that he warmed up and brought to, to America to black gay culture. Well, so coming to America. And it's part of a, the black gay Twitter culture. So sorry to these videos, but um, yeah, it's just a another. And you know what's bothering me now is that people will share some of the craziest things, but they don't support their friends like. I don't want to go on a tangent, but there are a lot of black creatives doing some really dope-ass shit, <clears throat> like us, mm-hmm. and, you know, you literally have to beg people to watch your videos, Ugh, you have to beg right. people to listen to your Gotta show, you have to beg to... them to buy your products, you have right. to... And, and my shit free, right? Okay. And it's free, Freaking but y'all free. will y'all will spam the hell out of this trash stuff, like this mm-hmm. stuff. That has no real value. Exactly. And these are people you'll never meet. And it's just kind of weird to me, especially with me being in the position that I'm in right now. Like, don't send me shit if you're not sharing my shit. Okay. That's how I feel about it. Like, I don't want you, don't be spamming me with these people's shenanigans. And don't ask me what I talked about. Listen to it. Okay. Right. All T. Right. So So y'all can take that how y'all want to. If y'all want to spread viral videos, make us viral. God damn it. Yeah. Because the second we do something stupid, Right, and that's when that's when, because stupidity is what's in. Oh, right. that's what. Oh, well, you stupid if you paying eighty dollars for a haircut by that man. That's yeah, <laughs> that's kind of. I don't know where y'all get all this discretionary income from. Well, shoot, they ain't, okay. he ain't the only one to charge eighty. They uh, shoot, I've seen someone charge eighty for just for cutting your hair. Oh, I haven't met a barber that's worth you that yet. You better do you. I better not need a haircut in two months. Right, you better put some magic oil on this shit that stunts the growth. <laughs> My scalp better be laced in 24 karat gold. Uh, okay. Period, Pooh. All right. So I think it's time for us to move into our doll talk section, right? Yes. Okay. So what are we going to be talking about today? The black hand doll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the black hand doll. What are we talking about, Darren? What are we talking about? We're going to be talking about some relationships right now. Okay. Okay, so... And this is something I was kind of asking around for my best friend mm-hmm. and mother and also... Well, my parents, because he was there too. Um... <laughs> But should your spouse outrank close friends and family in a way of not saying that should they like shun or like, you know, dis- disassociate themselves from their family? Not saying that, but it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. should you always put your family that you just created first, your um, your husband? I mean, everything is circumstantial, mm-hmm. but I'm going to husband I- or wife. I mean, yeah. I'll say yes. I mean, because and maybe it's just how I was raised mm-hmm. to think of marriage. Yeah, I think that once you have decided to become one with a person, um, that is the person you've chosen to put first. Right. Right. So, um, I think part of the Bible, part of the vows, is to forsake all others. Oh. And sometimes that's a real thing. Where it, this is my person, mm-hmm. who is part of me. Yeah. And I come first, which means they come first. And everything else is secondary and tertiary. I understand with friends, but family too, right? Other family like your your mom, your your, your sister, your cousin. Forsaking all others. Okay. This is the person I've chosen to be a part of me. I come first. Mm-hmm. 
everything else comes secondary and tertiary. Hmm. That's just the... That's how I take it. How you feel? But like I said, everything is circumstantial and everybody doesn't have the same values because we have to talk about priorities too mm. and for, relationships. For me, I would say probably I'll choose my spouse before my friends because honestly, that's a person that's with you 24-7 day in and day out. Right. Um, mm. With some certain friends, mind you, right. have that, that, that weight too. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to your partner that you're going to bed with, waking up with, making important decisions with, right. then yeah, that'll be before. That'll be beforehand. Now, family, on the other hand, that's a different story. Because I'm kind of big on family and keeping my familial ties strong. So if my spouse has an issue with, say, for example, my mother, mm-hmm. or like with a sibling or something like that, I'm gonna weigh the options on both. And I'm gonna hear the pros and cons from both people, but I feel as though I might be a little bit biased towards my family because at the end of the day, my family was there with me from day one. From day one. Uh, and this kind of actually ties into something I saw on Twitter. Funny enough, hmm. um, somebody—it's kind of like a this gonna be a little sidebar. Somebody was talking about, oh, do you still put your family down like like your your parents down as like emergency contact and stuff like that? Hmm. And it's kind of looking like, well. Yeah, if you don't have, like, for example, if you don't have a spouse, then yeah. But even if you have a spouse, I would say my first, if I had a spouse, my first person of emergency contact is going to be my mom. What? Yeah, it's going to be my mom because she's the one that yeah, knows She knows quite a bit more than what my spouse would know. Why? That's the whole. Oh. But, well, I, I hear you. I'm sorry. You're like, right. don't the spouse will be second. Don't get me wrong. But with me, it's going to be my my mom. Because she knows the ins and outs of certain things that I've been through with with, with health and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. She knows, she obviously will probably know certain things that I might not know, quite frankly, that hasn't been shared yet. Okay. Like it, But shouldn't you tell your spouse everything? Yeah, you should tell your spouse, spouse everything. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. say, for example, if you're not at that point where everything has, has been shared. Right. With your spouse, the person you married? I'm not talking about your boyfriend. Yeah, this okay, is yeah. I'm okay, talking about yeah, your. I'm talking cool. about the person you married. So, like, if I was married, my emergency contact is going to be my wife or my husband, because mm-hmm. there is a change of guard okay. that's supposed to happen when you get married. Okay, that's why your father, okay, when you're a woman, your father gives you away to your okay. husband. It's like a change of guard. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Okay. So, even if I was in a long distance, a long, I mean, not long distance, which may be my next thing, but a long term relationship. Okay. Um, I would, I would, that's information that I, I would be willing to, I need that information. Like, mom, I need more information so that I can have the person that's closest to me. That's I, don't, I don't know. I'm also thinking about the fact that where I'm currently at right now because niggas ain't shit. But um, <laughs> that's why this episode is nigga please. Because <laughs> honestly, it's just like when I, when I was originally thinking five years ago where I was going to be at, if I was going to be in a long term relationship or not. It's like, yeah, it's looking pretty, it's looking like a chop at this point. You have time. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, right now, who has my back currently is my family. Yeah. So it's like, right that's, that's where I'm looking at it from. And they should until you until you have found that person to leave your mother's house and cleave okay, to then. your so, person. Yeah. So then, yeah. So once, but once happens, you start cleaving to that other person, I think that on, on both fronts, like, I don't know how I would feel if I was in a four or five year relationship with somebody mm-hmm. or we've decided to get married mm-hmm. 
and something happens to them and the first person that gets the phone call is their dad or their mom. Yeah. Okay, like, I understand that. In my head, I want to be like, okay, I wouldn't feel a type of way, but if I know me. I'm going to feel a type of way because you're my person and I'm your person. That's the whole point of us marrying each other. I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? What if you have uh, like obligations? Because, you know, I have some examples now. Okay. Um, Give me an example. Okay, so what if your sibling or whatever, your brother or mother is going through something with, you know, health issues mm-hmm. or whatever, and you have to leave your spot or not leave your spot, but you have to like, you have to delegate. You have to delegate? You, you have to tell someone else what to do? I don't know what you, not, what you mean. Not um, that. You have to like, you have to help out. You have to be, you have to. You have to adjust your time. Yes. Okay. To go back and help your family members. Okay. What's wrong with that? But sometimes it could get. With when, is enough, when is enough enough? When is enough? When is too much too much? Mm-hmm. So. With the example you gave, if you're married and have a family, is from what I'm understanding, and one of your siblings has a medical emergency, yeah, um, a good spouse <laughs> would be supportive of you supporting your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if it's to, always to what something? Extent, yeah, if it's always like this person, not even just with health problems, but it's always like, oh, could you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you do this? Can you do that? So you have to look at the nature of the relationship between the, the siblings, because mm-hmm. if it's a codependent relationship or if it has a, um, say, for instance, the spouse or mm-hmm. your spouse is the older brother or older sister mm-hmm. and, you know, their brother or sister always needs something or they're always in trouble mm-hmm. or they always depend on the older sibling um, to like lighten their load. Um, you may be dealing with a codependent relationship where both people feel obligated to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to look at the family history too, because f- who knows, that may be yeah. like, you may have been their caretaker since they were, were young, and so that's the role that you play. Like, a, yeah. I'm married and I have a family now, but this is my baby brother and I'm like his father, and so when he needs me, I'm going to be there. And that's respectable. Yeah, but you also have to communicate that to your spouse, and, and, and before you marry people, yeah. understand the family dynamics and okay. what you're getting yourself into. Because it shouldn't be a surprise to you that, okay, well, this is this is her sister. And if her sister needs something, she's she's going to come running. Uh, and I know that I'm prepared for that, you know, or this is his this is his older brother. His older brother has been dealing with 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 addiction forever. Mm-hmm. And so when his brother needs him, he's going to be there to support him because that's his brother. And trying to cut or change that relationship may negatively affect both people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I think it just it's just about communicating and and being aware of what you're you're you know you're dealing with, and if it becomes too much for for the family, or where it's like your time you're spending too much time handling other people's stuff and it's starting to negatively affect our family, right? Then we need to figure out how to find some balance. That would be the struggle. How do we balance your time, you helping out your sister, you know, whether it's watching her kids or picking her up from work or helping them pay bills because now it's negatively affecting our family dynamic. And there has to be some give and take with that. Yeah, we need to make sure that that there is balance. Mm -hmm. But it's your... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everyone has a different vision of the perfect day. For some, it's lounging on a tropical beach. For others, it's napping in a hammock on a warm summer afternoon. But it's safe to say that no one's perfect day includes the word laundry. Hey, after the last couple of years being stuck at home, who wants to spend an afternoon inside doing the wash? That's why all Free Clear Mega Packs are bigger, with twice the cleaning ingredients compared to a regular pack. And that means you can be confident that all Free Clear Mega Packs have what it takes to get the job done. Just toss an all Free Clear Mega Pack into your wash, and you're one and all done. Plus, all Free Clear Mega Packs are 100% free of dyes and perfumes and gentle on skin, even while they're tough on stains. Picture an easy way to get the laundry done and getting back to the things you love. How's that for perfect? Conquer the laundry and get on with your day. Purchase all free clear mega packs today. Spouse is your person. Like, I, that's, that's just my, that's how I feel about okay. it. This is my person. You're just like, you're a part of me. And I'm always going to put me first because if I'm not good, I can't help anybody else. So what about if someone's like a mama's boy or a father's girl or mm-hmm. vice versa? Okay. Where, you know, they'll say jump and they'll say, they'll ask to jump and say, and they'll say how high. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm not, a, I'm not either of those things, so I can't mm-hmm. really relate, but I am a grandma's boy. So if my grandmother says something, then that's the law, and I just that's that's just how it's always been. Mm-hmm. Um, she's never asked me to do anything crazy where it had to affect my relationship with other people. But but you're not really that close. I mean, you're close to your grandma. My grandmother is my my best friend. I mean, there are some things that, um, or she was my first best friend mm-hmm. in, my, in my life. Like if I if I ever had to think about the strongest relationship I ever had, it would be with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, besides my siblings and stuff like that, of course. But, you know, like an example, um, if someone is in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. and let's say the family is poor, not poor, but they, you know, you're in a better position than they are financially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to, or they're asking you for money, right? And that the example we talked about in our pre-show? Right, and that what you what you said about there's a there's they're in a relationship. Okay, two people in a relationship, and one is financially sound, and he always helps his family out. Yes, right. And how the response of the girlfriend, Mm -hmm. correct? And my thing was, listen, you know, when you do have kids who are able to make it out of the mire and to do better, sometimes it does feel like you have an obligation to help your family give Mm -hmm. a leg up because you do feel like they put you in a position so that you could do better for yourself. Yeah. Um, but like I said, unless it affects the house negatively, unless it, it unless it, you know, takes away from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You, the example you gave was that the girl is dependent on him too, right? Give me the yeah. full example. You didn't lay you didn't lay you didn't stack this house. Right? I didn't stack this. <laughs> okay, so they're both out of the out of their parents' house and they aren't they're in their own space. Okay. They live and, together. Yes. Okay. And he has you know, has a good job, paying mm-hmm. well. And 
it could be frustrating that you know sometimes and not even just with money because money wasn't the issue with that either it's also time too okay dividing his time between his family and his girlfriend yes okay and maybe that's the part i didn't say okay so it's the mixture of that i mean bills is paid you know what i'm saying food is in the in, in the kitchen okay you get what i'm saying but it's just like you know time and just like you're doing this you're, you're jumping backwards but i'm supposed to be like you said you know i'm your person right so my first thing was they're not married so how he decides to spend his money is how he decides to spend his money mm-hmm. I mean, he's helping his family or whatever unless it's you know unless their bills are getting you know notices for being unpaid or late there and unless they're risking losing their house or their apartment right she should probably just be quiet and go find how how to make more money Oop. um but that's also that could also be a form of manipulation as well whether it's on um the parent the family side or either on the the partner side it could be if if it's in with malicious intent if it's malicious intent yeah like if the family's like, well, no, we don't have lights this month, or we're str- we're struggling for cash, and the mm-hmm. son is like, well, I have extra discretionary income. Mm-hmm. No, they be asking. They ask. Well, if he got it, listen. If you can help me, help me. If you can't, you can't. Because it comes to a point where like I took care of you. You know what I'm saying your whole life. Yeah. What if, oh, they pressure when they start, him when they start pulling out lines like, well, I took well, care of you. Yeah. Um. Well, don't be like don't be like that when you're in this position and stuff like that. I don't know. That, that's where it could get. That's where it can get very very mixy. Mm-hmm. It depends on. Well, I mean, it, it depends on the family culture. Like if you're raised in a family where you all kind of depend on each other. I don't know. I, I I can't see myself making it big and not elevating my family. I can't mm-hmm. see me just leaving them in Louisiana right. while I'm hopping private jets and, and right. signing endorsement deals and making millions of dollars living my best life I can't see that happening right. I'm going to be able to I'm going to provide whatever type of financial assistance I can I'm going to you know try to you know bring them into different experiences because that's my family and I want to share that space with them um, however there is a lot there's this thing called financial abuse yeah. and um, I've already been a victim of that before Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'd ever be in, a, in that position. I'm going to give what I want to give, not because I just feel like I have to, um, but because I want to. And so if, if if the son is doing for his family because he wants to do it and not because he just feels obligated to do it, then that's different. If they're pressuring him saying that, you know, you wouldn't be where you are because of us and you owe, you owe us this, then that's that's different. Mm. That would ch- that changes everything. But as far as the girlfriend is, I'm like, you're the girlfriend. You're you're supposed to be supportive. And if you're having an issue with the way this man decides to spend his time for something mm-hmm. you don't like or feel like you want to be doing as a wife forever, being playing second second fiddle or being in the backseat to his mom and dad, then this may not be the husband you want. Yeah. Right. Because that's that's a hard pattern, that's a hard behavior to to change, you know, unless he wants to change it. Mm-hmm. How long have they been together? As long as I've been in, it was we've been in middle school. Like this, more than ten years. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, more than ten years. Oh well, I mean, she should be used to this by now, or she right. she was able to. She should have had some type of connection to the family where. Yeah, but she, you can't count those. You can't count some of those years because it's like that's kitty stage when you're in high school. And, yeah, but as you get older, you become reflective. So you're like, oh well, yeah, I can see how this 
works. Like when you do have you have you have some family structures where they kind of dictate how the kid is going to like where you're going to go to school, what occupation you're going to mm. get. You know, you start building goals and financial goals for your family based off of those things. Right. And like, yeah, we raised you to be a doctor. Now that you're a doctor, we need you to invest back into the family. We need you to help us buy this property. We need you to help invest in your brother's business. We need you to do X, Y, and Z because that's part. All right, of your, ain't no piggy bank now. No, what I'm saying is that's part of your family duty, and they do that mm-hmm. t- together. Mm-hmm. Some, if you look at some cultures, that's how they, that's how they're able to buy up the block. I mean, okay, I mean, yeah, I get Think it. Think about I it. Understand that. That's why they stay in their parents' house until they're thirty, and or until they find a wife or a husband where they can financially support themselves because they they stick together and they learned how to build wealth generational wealth because it's mm-hmm. you you build that family obligation to support and build okay everybody doesn't have that though I some people are that. raised to be individuals and to be um supremely independent and sometimes that goes that that goes to the f you i made it bye y'all mm-hmm. and then you see broken communities like the ones that we have yeah mm. uh. So I don't know. Like in each in each one, it has to be the nature of the the relationship they have. Okay. You know, but yeah, your spouse to me is always going to come first. If that's mm-hmm. the person you chose. At first, when you mentioned this, I thought you were going to do like we gonna have this dumbass conversation about like who who eats first, like the husband or the kids. Uh, <laughs> and I was going to tap out. Oh no! Like, I want to dig in deep. So, but what do you think, James? Like in in the second situation between the boyfriend and the girlfriend, and him spending a lot of time with his family and supporting them financially. What is your take on it? I feel like, well, hold on. Yeah, I feel as though because of the fact that it's not like a legal binding Mm -hmm. relationship, (laughs) like she should just, and especially because of how long she's been with him, she should be used to it at this point. I mean, if you're not used to it at this point, then get the step in. Look, it ain't that easy now. It, it, if you love somebody, it isn't. If you love somebody, but you said that she was dependent on him, right? Yeah. Is she also dependent dependent on his income? That's a deciding factor, right there. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Is she? Because if that's the case, then she probably feels that her own welfare is being threatened by yeah. him supporting his family. Mm. Well, and that's that on that. What a crack is that now? I'm just saying, like the the nature of these relationships does matter, and the context of the relationship matters. Yeah. Um. So if mm. you're dependent on some on this person, I'm saying I'm your boyfriend. I'm dependent on you right. and your money to make sure that we're good. And then I'm watching the money that we're supposed to be using for our house be bled out by your family. If you and I have an understanding that I'm not going to work two jobs mm-hmm. to keep stuff afloat. And you just giving stuff away, yeah. Then that means that you have a lack of respect for the relationship that we're building mm-hmm. and the dynamics that we agreed to. Now, if that's not something we agreed to, and you're just doing it, I just don't like it. Then, sus, mm. you gonna have to work at IHOP overnight. <laughs> well, this person Ooh, was sir. this person wants to wants to venture out and probably do multiple have a multiple source of income, but the type of income that she's trying to get into, mm-hmm. he ain't for, and that can go. So he don't want Use her to your make a, context clues. So she want a script. <laughs> it's like, I've been taking these pole dancing classes. Oh, that's great. Got your body together. It's like, yeah, so I want to go down there and work at no. uh Oh. 
But I've been practicing, and I think I would probably be nah. able to. Mm. Ooh. So that's when it gets ev- invasive, too, because it's like, okay, well, we're not married. Right. So, and she understands if they were, it wouldn't be that. If they were married, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. She would never have to need another job. Not or, not the need of, but she wouldn't do that. Oh, she wouldn't script. script. I knew it was scripting. I had a feeling. <laughs> the girls are trying to dance now. Who child? Um, we got the archive. This. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> oh, for when I become a dancer. <laughs> Listen. Hey, <yeah. laughs> coming to the stage. Right. Listen. James the Stallion. James the Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! No. Listen, there's been times where I've been. <laughs> listen, you have no idea. If you idea. could see, no. Speaking of Meg the Stallion, <laughs> I love my job. We there's this video of this girl with this big ass. Like her, her behind is really big. Mm-hmm. They gonna be in the goddamn tour talking about some Meg the Bison. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, the Bison. <laughs> I am gagging. The Bison. Completely gagged. <laughs> you know what? I can't. <sighs> Well, I'll be damned. Oh, hey, y'all. Meg the Bison, hey. okay. So, y'all yeah. gonna do this on Al Gore's internet? Really? Right. Clearly. Hmm? Meg the Bison. Meg the Bison. <laughs> I am. I'm outraged. I'm, probably, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna change my Twitter name to James the Bison. <laughs> I am for it. I, I vote for that. I vote Look. between James the Mustang or James the Bison. I'm not even sure. I might do the Bison. The Mustang. <laughs> Big bulky horses. Oh, my God. James the Buck. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. No. Oh my uh-uh. goodness. <laughs> oh. oh my god! I thought it was about changing my name on Instagram to. Um, but uh, mad people use this. They be like mostly hated Shay or mostly hated. I'm like eh. nobody hates you, girl. Nobody knows nobody. you hate you. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> Don't nobody hate you but your bank account, girl. I'm hungry. That's what. <laughs> nobody hates you but your edges. Oh, right. Clearly. <laughs> These supposed to be out here lying. And I cannot. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll save that for another conversation. Oh, my messenger just closed. Oh yes, definitely Instagram. Uh, Instagram names. Mm-mm-mm. That's definitely a good topic to talk about next time because oh, we yeah. are well over the time. I'm gonna have fun editing this today. W- editing, right? Fuck it, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I got a. They can listen to us all week. Just take it twenty minutes at a time. Okay. I'm yelling. <laughs> I'm yelling. Oh no. <laughs> okay, but anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You know, until next time, I'm your host, Darren Green. And I'm Prince Derek Dahl. And this is the Darren Green Show signing out. Thank you for joining us, James. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time. All right, bye. bye. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the. Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic. Available online and at CVS.
These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.